Welcome to Pilot Boys, the podcast where we review the first episode of TV shows. My name is Caesar, and today I have Gabriel and Karen. And today we have a spooky special. We are doing three ish things two TV shows and one movie Charmed, the remake of the Warner Brothers CW thing about witches, the new Sabrina show on Netflix, and Suspiria or Susperia? Suspiria. And the reason why we chose these three is because they're all about witches, obviously. And they all kind of center around... They don't all center around, but they all have like a theme of like the Me Too movement going on. Except, except for Suspiria, I think. But I think it comments on it without directly engaging mm. with it like without directly saying this is about the me too movement and they're all remakes yes so generally with the exception of suspiria because someone didn't watch it karen you bitch <laughs> what did you guys think what was your favorite what was your least favorite which one did you think was most engaging which one did you think was most boring of the three of the three i think suspiria is probably the most polarizing mm. but engaging at the same time okay um there's a lot to like about it but i can see that there's also a lot like it people would have probably like negative reactions to it yeah because it's really strange for sure it's it's also really like it's long and it's it drags on sometimes mm-hmm. and sometimes you don't know what's going on yeah and then there there was an issue you and i had with the way they talk like you could either not understand them because they were speaking in like a weird voice or they were whispering and i mean we're in a theater and we're like what the fuck are they saying dude but i think that was done on purpose too yeah it was supposed to add to the mystery like the darkness of it yeah um what about you gabby oh well out of the two charmed and chilling adventures I like Chilling Adventures more than Charmed. Charmed seem a little... Like, they're both pretty cheesy, but I think Charmed is a lot more cheesier, and it just kind of didn't... I don't know. It It was terrible. Yeah, entice me like Chilling Adventures did. It feels very, like... mm, It feels like a CW show. Yeah. Which, interestingly, it was developed as a CW show, and it was supposed to premiere as one, but they sold it to Netflix for two seasons. Uh, Sabrina. Yeah, cause, so it was supposed yeah. to be like a like a sister show to Riverdale. Riverdale, or it takes place in the same universe. Yeah, but I guess for me, obviously, I like Suspiria, Suspiria, Suspiria most because I didn't really like. I like Sabrina. I like the world. I just didn't really care all that much for it. We, I didn't. We, we were watching it. Did you notice the the blur? I hated the that blur. Was so fucking oh my god! It's dude. always in the woods. No, it's no, the, the entire episode. Really? Yeah. yeah, it was I think super. In, when it, they get to the woods, is it's worse. But I hated that blur. It was like the center, yeah, and then everything, everything outside is blurred of it. around it. It was just like, what? Why would like they do it. that? Because I feel like the most visually the most interesting thing about the first episode was about Sabrina was just like the construction of the city. Like it was kind of like old like 50s look but also question. modern do they ever uh, like say when it takes place well or we're assuming it of... takes place in the modern because they have a laptop did they talk about trump in that one or 
that no. was Charmed. No, Charmed, Charmed didn't right? e- either. No, he did. Harry oh, was did? like, this yeah, is this what is we your have president. Your oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they do, they, the guy has a laptop, and that's for sure. Okay. And, but it's supposed to be, it, it reminded me a lot of It Follows. Where, where like, it, follows, it shifts back and forth You never really time. know what the, mm-hmm. the time is, but it's supposed, I think, well, obviously, Archie is a comic that's about, I mean. Back in the day. This is reading into it too much, but. It's about, like, whiteness after World War II and, like, the middle class kind of enacting of whiteness, mm-hmm. I think. And this is supposed to, like, harken back to that kind of, like, Riverdale, Archie kind of shit or, like, Pleasantville, mm-hmm. but it's also trying to modernize it. Yeah, and I think, well, they mention it when they're, like, the group of kids are watching the movie, like, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. They talk about, like, Cold War and, like, what zombies represented. Yeah. But they obviously, the like culturally place it in what's going on now yeah. with like mm-hmm. every there's so well, every, much th- it happens all the time in every show like you're in the you're there's a scene in the classroom where the teacher is just talking about the main point of like what's going on in the movie and like the subject has to do with what's going on in the character's life i think that's what bothered me the most about charmed and sabrina it's not that they engage with those questions like these 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 current things like the me too movement yeah. and like intersectionality it's just the way they went about they, it was i like, don't think they do it well too ham-fisted it was mm-hmm. just like oh like we are super woke right now check us out i think charms was worse oh hell yeah, yeah. when it came to that though but i mean also like sabrina had that like very obvious scene that was supposed mm-hmm. to relate to the me too movement where the girl gets like her there's this one girl who's kind of like androgynous looking and the football players like pull up her shirt Mm -hmm. to to check if she's a woman kind of thing but they don't actually show that in the show they just it's just told by the lines of the actors but then there's like the one of the girls i I forget her name the the black girl who she's just like rosalind we gotta attack the white patriarchy she's just there's like all these buzzwords i saw something about you know, like the, the ambiguity, uh, ambiguity of the time and how... Ambiguity. Ambiguity of the time and how they, like, using a black character for that kind of gets lost because, I mean, going back to, like, the 60s or 70s, like, the time for them wasn't great and yeah. they kind of don't go into that in the series. See, but mm-hmm. the thing is, like, if they had kept with, like, the 50s, mm-hmm. kind of, like, if they had stayed in that time, yeah, it wouldn't have made sense because... Obviously, they they just couldn't have sat yeah. in like a restaurant because of segregation. Yeah, but they wouldn't have black friends. Yeah, um, but it just felt like we we talked about this a little bit for Charm. It felt like they just put people of color in these roles without like localizing mm-hmm. them or defining them as this person of color. It just felt like representation for representation's sake like yeah. it didn't really it's not it's like not, weighty it's just mm-hmm. let's just do it just because mm-hmm. it, it felt like affirmative action this it didn't feel is, like I, they yeah. wrote the characters like that i feel like this is them like just trying to push representation without really thinking of the story yeah. or trying to make it a good show i think so too and but yeah. i guess we can get into like what do you see as the similarities the differences it could be in like the camera work the lighting the tone what do you guys see as some of the similarities and differences well right off the bat Suspiria is completely different it's like radically different than the rest I think the only part in Sabrina that's kind of similar to Suspiria is the part in Suspiria yeah where she has like 
the dream of mm-hmm. uh her is the baphomet the like goat head yeah. thing with the babies no no no, oh, no. There's that it, too. it's like in the forest oh the vision yeah and the apple and you see that's supposed to be satan basically uh-huh. um that's that really dark part yeah is probably the closest that it gets to Suspiria. Because Suspiria is kind of like, it's like an arty-ish kind of film. It's it's like a super cult classic. And th- these two shows seem like it's more like for everybody. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the things that I saw that were kind of similar between Sabrina and Suspiria. And I guess Charm and Sabrina have like a lot of similarities because yeah. they're kind of hokey for everybody yeah but i would i guess i would rank them like suspiria is like the more occult like dark witches witchcraft and like dealing with the devil sabrina is like in the middle where it's like dealing with the devil but also love like, friends but still being a teenager yeah. show with, but with a dark dark undertones and then charmed is very cheesy, campy, and like very family friendly. <sighs> like just super. I love the Night watched. King and Charmed. That oh was my a God. total rip off. That was so Thrones. fucking like. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, "They really did that." <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm, they might get sued for something like that. Yeah, it's like a total rip off of the Night King. I was just yeah. like, "What's going on?" What about just generally like the differences between the because they're adaptations i haven't seen the original Suspiria, i just saw uh the pilot to sabrina like less than a month ago and obviously it's a lot different because it's a lot more like comical aunt zelda's not as dark as she is in the chilling adventures and aunt hilda's kind of still the same like they're both just very comical characters in the original salem talks yeah i was mad and, he didn't talk yeah he talks when he's not in the form of the cat like he talked right before he transformed yeah into but the cat. like yeah, but I, like a lot of people were mad that Salem didn't talk because I mean he was a big like fan favorite of the yeah, show and he was witty. Yeah, to take that away I from him, it just kind of seems like why would you do that? Since this is the spooky special, I also got a lot of like we have a Ouija board. We do. <laughs> if I got like some Halloween time by vi- Halloween Town vibes or like Hocus Pocus vibes from Sabrina because mm-hmm. it felt like I think what those movies do well and like the they world. captured our imaginations. Is they created this world that felt like perpetually spooky, mm-hmm. and I think it, it fed into that. Like I felt like I was still like in that hocus pocus Halloween Town world, mm-hmm. and like something about it is that it's kind of scary, but it feels a little safe. Like it feels like it's still for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sabrina's like has world building. We we get a sense of Green Dale, right? Greendale? Yeah. Get a sense of Greendale. Like, this is, like, the town that she's from, and there's, like, this rich history of, like, witches and the occult in it, whereas in Charmed, it's this world. Like, we're living in present day, and there yeah. happens to be dark forces. Yeah. The, the White Walkers. <sighs> God. Yeah. It was... But I haven't seen the original Charmed. You or You could better... Speak to yeah, that. I was a big fan of the original. I was a big fan of Sabrina. It was a series too, right? Charmed. Yeah, yeah. The original. Alyssa okay. Milano, right? Yeah, Alyssa Milano, uh, Shannon Doherty from Man of Two was in uh-huh. it. Rose McGowan. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. When That's Shannon true. Doherty left, Rose McGowan. Which oh, wow. you know, like speaking about the Me Too movement, yeah. yes. <laughs> it's very, very like topical. Yeah, yeah. The original Charmed was. I want to say that it. 
felt more like the Sex in the City. Like, it had the <laughs> Sex in the City vibe, but just as witches. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, like, they were older. Like, they had, like, they all had, like, their lives. I think Phoebe was supposed to be the young sister. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe she was going to college. But th- when, at least when I was watching it, maybe it was because I was younger. But they all felt, like, older and, like, they were, like, their own people. And Were they all white? Yeah. Uh, when I saw it as a kid, it was, like, kind of sexy, right? Yeah. Is that what you what you meant to say? Yeah. I felt like a lot of shit in the 90s had, like, that, like, slick, sexy, like, <laughs> all black everything kind of feel. Yeah. Buffy was like that. Exactly, it? yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it had, like, that guitar, like, the, ro- the rock shit. Mm-hmm. Xena. The, like, goth chic kind yeah. of thing. I guess we could jump into the themes, which this is, like, the, the heavier stuff. So, right away, since it's all about witches... And right now we're living in a time where witch hunt and various different, like, words like that get thrown around. What? What'd you say, you stupid bitch? <laughs> say it into the mic. I'm saying it into the mic. No, I'm talking to Gabby. Yeah, repeat yourself. <laughs> so you think you're Share clever, with the class. Huh? You think you're clever, huh? Hell yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it was super obvious. Like, even, Charm kept throwing around that word, like, Every fucking five. It seconds. felt overused. It did. Yeah. It felt like like okay, yeah, we get it. And then like even at that, like you don't have to say it when obviously in the background you're gonna see all these protesters with signs. You don't have to convey the message through words. Like, let the scene speak for itself. Like it yeah. doesn't always have to be said. Since we're living in that in a time where that that word's thrown around a lot, there's a there's obviously a history behind just the word like using witch as a word to describe a woman. Like, it, it inspires this imagery of, like, untrustworthiness or kind of, like, deceitful nature. But, I mean, for the large part, historians have found that there was no actual witches. It was just, like, a way to dehumanize and discredit women. It has, like, such negative connotations now. And it's been co-opted in the other way. Mm-hmm. Which is ironic in this day and age because there's such an assault on, like women particularly and like with with men in power like we just saw the Kavanaugh stuff and like that sort of imagery of like witch hunt is being thrown around now so like seeing media that reflects that how do you guys feel about it do you think that it it wrestles with these issues well do you think it tries to rationalize it does it help the the U.S. or like people understand what's going on I don't think that there is necessarily like a complete answer to that i just think as a whole we're playing around with the idea of like women in power women being listened to yeah and like the struggle of equality and like changing just changing dynamics mm-hmm. yeah I yeah agree. i feel like they these shows particularly charmed and sabrina i think sabrina or their mistake, at least to me, feels like they had these ideas and they're like, oh, well, this kind of imagery is being used and thrown around. It kind of is similar to the stories that we're telling, so let's include it, but it felt kind of half-baked. In the same way that Cloak and Dagger, the show that has this like element of police brutality, just felt like it was thrown in there just f- to throw in there, like, for political capital. Mm-hmm. Instead of, like, fleshing out these characters and, like, telling this story about like women empowerment or like imagery of women in the occult they just kind of tell this particular story about like a coming of age story for for, for Sabrina but they throw in like these 
political elements without really like incorporating them into the story. What did that truly add to Sabrina's story that her friend was being assaulted? Like, are you asking, did it move the plot anywhere or? Yeah, like just in terms of like organic it, storytelling. How I, did that fit I don't into think it? it felt organic. Like all that did was just. It was like a little side thing, you know, getting rid of the principal, and that's pretty much what they did. But it, it's not a main focus on the story. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like it was thrown in there, so I don't really feel like it added much. And because, it, again, it just doesn't feel organic. It just feels like they're throwing it in there to, you know, expose a broader audience to something like this, but they're barely touching on the surface. And they're not. Do you think that that is an issue of PC culture? I think, I mean, with some shows, like, I mean, Sabrina and Charmed is a perfect example of it not doing, you know, not doing it well and letting PC culture overtake something that could have been great Mm -hmm. and just having it be, like, tainted by Mm. PC culture. What do you mean by tainted? It just felt like they were trying too hard to expose people to mm, PC culture. And it kind of overshadowed the main point of the show mm. and that's pretty much what took over the whole show instead of you know, like you said focusing on like character development and like going yeah. a different way we recorded a podcast about random acts of flyness which has this scene the entire show is about like the way blackness is in america but it's mm. kind of like alt and like indie and like kind of like a adult swim show but they have this one scene that's about like blackness and the invisibility of the bisexual man Mm -hmm. and it's it's not like a metaphor it's not metaphorical it's not like an allegory it's just straight up like they're interviewing a bisexual man and it's like telling the like force feeding the audience this is what we think instead of like excuse me artfully or like incorporating into the story and letting it speak for itself this is something that we've talked about with moonlight where like in moonlight there's never like hey I'm gay mm-hmm. and I'm black and I'm poor. Instead, it's like it incorporated into the story and it comes out mm-hmm. naturally. And I feel like my one of my biggest issues with PC culture is that it feels and it's not to say that like I'm some like wise and old man, but it feels like a lot of the the ideas are kind of half-baked. And like people haven't fully gripped these ideas, like they haven't really wrestled with these ideas. But they're trying to vocalize and like word vomit what they've they've heard. Like they're trying to regurgitate certain things that they've heard instead of like truly living with it, digesting it. Instead, it's like let me get this out there and put it on my platform. Let me get it out and put it on my megaphone mm-hmm. and say it to the world. And I feel like this show is kind of doing that. It had these ideas, and they were just trying to race out to put it out as fast as we can because if you do that it's topical Mm -hmm. you get political capital you get all these certain all these things and i just i don't really think that that makes the story better it's a lot like american horror story and like what american horror horror story has become you have like these very relevant topics in every episode and you just you know you hear these one-liners and you run with them i mean i feel like that's what american horror story has become and I mean, it has a huge following, but do I think it's good? No. But it also is guilty of doing the same thing Sabrina and Charm do. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good mm. point, at least from what I remember with American Horror Story. Even Glee, like, it yeah. did just have, like, these, like, one-liners that are, like, 
this is going to get them Mm -hmm. because this is what the kids are talking about now. Mm -hmm. This is what everybody's talking about. And maybe that has to do with the fact that it's a CW show and that, like, American Horror Story Mm -hmm. or Glee, like, they were on primetime TV time. Yeah. I do feel like there is certain things that wrestle with, like, what's topical really well. Like, I think South Park does a pretty good job at, like, wrestling with the topical. That's not to say that they're the best or anything like that, but they sometimes, not always, but sometimes they put out, like, very new nuanced pieces of, like, what's topical and what's going on. Like, the reason why people follow Trump so hard is because we've shamed them and they double down. That's something that not everyone's going to agree with, but it's a nuanced perspective on why there's a rise of Trumpism. Mm. But I think that that's a lot of what's going on. There's, I, I mean, as someone who's like a writer, most of the stuff that you you write gets so much better in the edit. And to put out things like this, it just feels like unfleshed out ideas. It doesn't feel like they focused on how to incorporate this organically or naturally into the story. It just felt like they just put stickers on top and like put these buzzwords up. Yeah, it feels like, I think what makes like a work of like media or of art in general, what makes it really powerful and what makes it timely is like the subtext of it. Mm-hmm. Just like reading between the lines, like what does this mean? Like what does, what do these characters have in common that we're not overtly saying, but on further inspection it becomes clear yeah. that there's like this, like this thing brewing in the, like underneath the surface. Mm-hmm. Whereas all of these shows are very surface level overtly telling the audience like this is what we want you to think about yeah this is what is actually happening and so there's no room for subtext see i like that idea because i feel like i think what pc culture like their weapon is it's not always outrage but it's like calling things out and it's bringing attention to certain things and sometimes that is very effective in today's day and age because people when once enough people rally it starts to you know, turn the wheels a little bit. So I think when they get upset and they start calling out for more representation and inclusion and it's not like an organic piece, it starts to just come out like this. And it's not it's not a it's not a story first. It's these buzzwords and these political actions. To get into the difference between those two shows and Suspiria, I think that one truly wrestles with these ideas in a good way because it has women in, in a position of power. It's, I mean, there's so many, it obviously passes the, the Bechtel test where like there is several scenes without a man being involved. And the man is also, I mean, not, not to like gender it in like a bad way, but he's kind of a feminine and they made him out to be kind of like this, like very like small and like kind of powerless old man. He kind of like fumbles and falls and every single woman has like this grace and like poise and very like statuesque and everything is with purpose and these women they're enacting their power in like a very hierarchical way in 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 the like the dance troupe the what is it like a ballet yeah it's like a it's a dance group yeah and then i think that the occult and the way that they work in the occult is it's not like hey I'm the representate the rep the representative of the devil, and he wants to speak to you, kind of thing. Or let me convince you mm-hmm. that you should actually be on his side. Instead, it's kind of like these whispers or like these 
eavesdropping kind of talks about the occult and like either demons or you know sacrificing women kind of thing but where i think that sabrina and charmed are kind of about women with power this suspiria i'm still trying to digest whether or not that one is about putting down other women to get power because it's like Mm -hmm. sacrificing a woman to feed i don't know the master kind of thing what do you think Mm, with suspiria i think without spoiling because he hasn't seen it Mm. (laughs) it's gonna be hard no but i think it i guess it's like fighting between women but it's more fighting for power and how women use power yeah that's why i brought up hierarchy yeah in suspiria i think they're i actually think like thinking about it now at least Mm -hmm. it's the idea of like the call-out culture of like demonizing men of like making men seem like they're the worst thing that's ever happened Mm -hmm. and then there's also the idea that like women can just rise up and have their own power yeah like aside from men yes like nothing to do with men and those are the two warring factions in the movie yeah especially because they're kind of in the world outside of what's going on in the world which Mm -hmm. is like world war ii is going on at the time and they've kind of built this like matriarchal society where like we're doing okay without men like we don't really necessarily need them but at the same time i think that there is something that they're trying to say with like there is still hierarchy among women i don't know if if that's something that you got like Mm -hmm. how does this does this end up feeding into that hysteria about like women being witches or does it like refute that because i feel like in charmed and sabrina it's like yes they're witches but they're powerful empowered women whereas this one is they're empowered women but they're sacrificing each other Mm -hmm. i think the idea of like at least what sticks out to me and maybe i haven't necessarily like thought of thoroughly but i think that's an interesting thought so i'm gonna say it Mm -hmm. um but like the post like post trump post election mm-hmm. what came out uh through the like statistics was that 50% of white women voted mm-hmm. for him right so the idea that women are empowering specifically white women too are empowering and holding up the structure of like white patriarchy mm-hmm. and it's up to women of color to like you know take back the reins and mm-hmm. like like empower each other and empower yeah. ourselves in order to like you know set the world right yeah so with charm like they're women they're women of color yeah and they're empowered mm-hmm. um in suspiria they're it's a society it's of a women society of women who kind of fall into the same folly of man mm-hmm. like they still fall into those same you know what it reminds me of in in college we talked about the master's tools won't undo the master's house is like using the same kind of like rigid language and like power structure it's just going to lead to some of the same problems mm-hmm. and that's why i, I was tr- see because i felt like the power of of subverting that idea that like witches are evil and like bestial and terrible is 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 good because it it refutes this historical idea that women are bad and men are good but in suspiria the occult doesn't feel like a position of like 
It feels like they gain power, yes, because very obviously we see it in the text that they are more powerful than men, specifically the one man that we pretty much see. Mm -hmm. And even the cop. There's a cop that, like, they further emasculate. Like, they literally laugh at his penis. Um, Spoilers. That's not really a spoiler. (laughs) Um, so I feel like Suspiria, <laughs> Suspiria is, is kind of more a nuanced take on like gender and like power and the way that that sort of imagery is still intertwined with that because you can be empowered and be a woman but still fall into some of the same things like mm-hmm. some of the same patriarchy I think you can reinforce the structure by like by the way you take power. Yeah. Oh, you can take power away from other women, too. Yeah, and you can put down other women mm-hmm. to be in power as a woman. And talking about that reminds me a lot of another important, like, witch story, which is The Crucible. I haven't have seen it. Have you, have you heard it. of it? Or Talk about it a little Abby? bit. No? Well, Crucible is about, like, Salem, like, the Salem witch trials. And it's written by Arthur Miller. He also wrote The Death of a Salesman. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, uh, so he's a huge like he loves talking about society. He's the Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, he married he married mm-hmm. Marilyn Monroe. Um, but specifically, it talks about how women in this like or young women in the town of Salem were able to kind of use power surrounding like witchcraft um, mm-hmm. or like the idea of witchcraft and kind of like. Like mob menta- form a mob mentality and start accusing people of witchcraft mm. and start a witch hunt in order to like kill people that they did that were causing them problems oh okay so they they reverted that power or that like I mean because there is a lot of power in accusing someone of mm-hmm. something it's like this weird thing where like the accusation is the worst thing yeah. Because, I mean, there, because there's no proof. There's no proof that you're actually a witch. So they use that power against, what, like, men? Yeah, against men and against other women mm-hmm. that have been causing this. So, like, the, the biggest, I guess, like, the protagonist, but mm-hmm. also the, the, the antagonist. Um, the antihero. The antihero, yeah. Like, Abigail something, I forgot her name. But she is, like, the, the, the ringleader. Mm-hmm. And she convinces his these group of girls to like go dancing in the woods mm-hmm. um, to do witchcraft. Somebody finds them and accuses them of doing witchcraft and immediately she's like, she talks to the girls and she's like, no guys, like we were controlled by another entity. Somebody was doing witchcraft on us. Ah. And we have to figure out who that person was. It seems like a lot of mental gymnastics. And it also seems like you're talking about white feminism. <laughs> it's like taking, using these these like very specific gendered things and like using it to your advantage. Yeah. So at the end of it, like put she, down sharp people objects. Of color. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The at the end of it, she ends up convincing the girls to accuse her former lover, mm-hmm. who was married, and his wife, I think. Yeah. Something along those lines, and then she ends up like escaping too. Okay. Like she ends up like at the end of the day, she's like free. Yeah. And she gets to live in another town. How do you compare these to the witch? Like, do you think there's similarities or... I think, well, obviously... Oh, yeah, I mean, there's... Because it's, like, directly Mm -hmm. about, like, witches and in that, like, puritanical kind of, like, 
beginning of the U.S. kind of stuff. But I don't really remember it all that well. I just remember the girls, the main character, and she dances like naked with women, right? Yeah, at the, at the end, she pretty much just commits to selling your soul to Satan. Yeah. But, I mean, the goat is always been connected to Satan somehow. Like, yeah. Like, even in Sabrina, the yeah. goat man. The, I forgot what it's called. It's like Baphomet or Baphomet or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think you're right. And they just did it in American Horror Story, too. It's a black goat. Mm. Just like we're we're obsessed with the occult. And mm. to shift into that, this is why I wanted to have you, Gabby, because you're obsessed with the occult. You love hearing about, like all this fucking lore bullshit <laughs> why, why do you think as being someone who's such a fan why do you think we're so obsessed with this particularly now in this political climate i mean we already talked about like the me too stuff but I beyond that what, within, what intrigues you within the occult there's a lot of symbolism and there always will be with you know it always mirrors what's going on in life mm-hmm. whether it's in the past or it's now and maybe like i mean obviously it's not real but having it mirror what's going on today i think that's that's the cult turning into something that's real so i mean like you see the whole witch hunt term being thrown around and now being switched over towards men men are the ones being you know hunted down and they're the ones being treated as witches so that's very interesting to see how like those words have turned over to a different gender see i think i think the the stuff with the occult it's it's beyond just like the witch it's like cults in general yeah and like it's like a dark spiritualism like charles manson exactly but we just watched bad times at a royale and it has like kind of a charles manson Mm -hmm. storyline kind of thing with uh the girls who kind of get wooed by like this sweet talker charles manson kind Mm -hmm. of type and then hereditary also has like this very strong i don't know if this is a spoiler or not but it has like relationships to the occult mm-hmm. and the way that like the occult can enrich your life yeah. i think it's also because and this is such a like stark dark, dark stark yeah. contrast between what's going on now with like this like getting in tune with your spirituality this is like a uh-huh. dark spiritualism i mean if you i mean there's cults now when it comes to politics that are very extreme that yeah still exist and even with the whole charles manson thing i think it also intrigues us a lot because we want to know why they did what they did but i think it's also like would I have been that person who fell victim to the words of someone and would have done what Manson's cult did? Yeah. So I think it's always interesting to see whether you being in that position, you would also fall victim to someone, you know, being brainwashed or mm. committing these I crimes. like that idea. I think it, it ties in to what we're saying, but there is a lot of that, like, you get brainwashed into believing cultish behavior. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. ideologies always have this like cultish undertone to them we're like i mean if we're just talking about politics like the kind of like the right or like the the trumpisms kind of thing it's like there's this kind of cultish deny everything and kind of like never believe what they say and if you never accept what they say you never lose yeah and there's a lot of there's again a lot of mental gymnastics and like well if Trump already said that this is what they were going to say. And he was right about that. He's probably right about everything else. And it's like these kind of like you're, you're indoctrinated into believing these things. I think Mm -hmm. that's very true of like even stuff like the me too movement. Like you start to build these like ironclad ideologies where like, well, they're just going after all men. Mm -hmm. And 
now you're safe from ever being involved with something like that. And people have referred to it as a cult. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's just... It's like mass hysteria. Yeah. And it's, it's also... It, it feeds into that witch hunt thing. It's like, you couldn't prove it, so I must be right. Mm-hmm. It's like the absence of evidence. It's not the evidence of absence. <laughs> Were you um, waiting for one of us to finish that? Because I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> oh. Well, anyway. I think, I mean, you guys haven't watched Halloween, but Halloween, it's also about women being empowered. The mm-hmm. whole movie is about that and just having, I mean, you see Jamie Lee. Did it feel cheap, though? No. It felt very, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis is pretty much acting insane throughout the whole movie because she's been waiting on Michael Myers to come out so she can mm-hmm. kill him, right? Mm-hmm. But through her insanity, like, she loses the ones closest to her. But she still remains, like, a very strong woman throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And her character just, like, consistently, like, keeps getting, I guess, better throughout the movie. Like, she never loses her touch. And her daughter feels very, like, contrast to what she who she is. Because her daughter just resents, like, how she grew up in her mother's home. Mm-hmm. But then you also have the third generation, which is the daughter's daughter. Mm-hmm. And you see her, like, struggling with both like ideas from her grandmother and her own mother mm-hmm. but it's very like it's all about the women like the men in the movie don't do anything to pretty much help the woman out so is it like a secret me too story <sighs> or like a i mean it, it's like woman empowerment it feels very predator and prey okay and they do do like they do say that in the movie it, i mean it's, it's it's like even if we just think about the optics it's like a but, white man or a man in a white mask chasing yeah, a woman but the thing is like at some point in the movie Michael Myers becomes the prey and Jamie Lee becomes the predator. Mm. So it's very interesting to see how like that's starting to play out. And... See, and I think that men in certain positions start to victimize themselves like that, mm-hmm. even with like just saying that it's a witch hunt. So what do you guys think a woman in power or an empowered woman means in this era? Lena Dunham. I'm <laughs> like, I'm not saying who is it, but like, what does it mean in this era? Is it, is that the occult? Is that the scary thing? Is that what men are scared of? Maybe. I don't know. I think also the idea of, like, why witches are so, like, enticing mm-hmm. um, when talking about, like, feminism and, like, women empowerment is, like, there's an idea of sisterhood. Yes. Um, and that women are banding together to, yeah. like, really, like, per- like, reclaim their power, reclaim their time, or, you know, just yeah. be powerful women together. Um I feel like that's a very common thing that all conservatives do. They like to mm-hmm. group certain things into like, this is the yellow peril. This is the caravan that's going to destroy America. This is like, these are, there's like these very malicious and like kind of doom and gloom stereotypes that are going to destroy America. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's always the way that we talk about things because that's the way we rally about it. And that's the ideology. I think... I, to answer your question, you, you asked what makes a powerful woman. No, not what makes it, but like, oh. what does it mean in this era? I would see it as someone who incites unity mm-hmm. with a goal in mind, like similar goals in mind that, I guess, that promotes equality and progression towards something better for all of us and not just the few. Okay. Without forgetting about certain groups. Like, it, it like, anchors us all up instead of just letting some of us, you know, stay down while the others move on without us. And how do these shows fare with I that? think, well, with Sabrina, you see her helping out her friend who's pretty androgynous. Mm-hmm. And Sabrina doesn't go with 
through what her friend goes through, obviously, because yeah. she does she has the privilege of like being very like feminine or whatever, and she does her best to try to help her out, even though she knows you know her sixteenth birthday is coming up, she's gonna be leaving that school, so she's trying to make that environment mm-hmm. better for her, so that she feels more safe. Mm-hmm. And she also does that by forming Wicca, the the club for the school, yeah. with her friend Rosalind. Yeah. And as for Charmed, I feel like it was trying to wrestle with that idea of like call out culture where like the professor was a serial harasser but then he's like oh and sabrina very obvious no in charge that he's like very obviously a fucking demon like the uh, the sexual abuser the sexual the dude who committed sexual assault was an actual demon Mm -hmm. see but going back to like what you were saying karen and then or you were saying about like women stepping over other women. They do that in Sabrina too, where you see I think what is it, Miss Wardwell? Mm-hmm. After she gets possessed by that demon, she's pretty much trying to sabotage what Sabrina's you know gonna do. Is the demon white sure. feminism? She is. I'll find is. out next. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you see her trying to you know gain power by stepping over another woman. Yeah. Throughout the show, literally. Yeah. <laughs> but with Charmed, I don't. I don't know. Like, I keep trying to think about something, and it just seems like it was kind of, like, scattered around. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. Okay. Well. What did you think was bad about Sabrina? Charmed. Charmed? Everything. I just... It was just not a good show. I didn't like the whole, like, very categorized, like, very, like, specific characters. Like, oh, I'm the dumb one who is very sensitive. I'm the one that is like a control freak. I'm the one that needs a scientific explanation. I was just like, okay, this isn't a fucking 1950s <laughs> Disney's cartoon. This is like, like if you're going to try to tell this like complex story about like gender identity and like intersectionality, it just felt like, like they, one just dimensional. Took, they just grab like these character archetypes and just like put and, them in there. And then they make Mel like a very angry feminist throughout the whole yeah. episode. Yeah. And she's also like, gay yeah <laughs> see before but, she's like a woman hanging, like, she was just kind of boring and she like she went she see what bothered me too is that like it just felt like unnatural dialogue mm-hmm. she was just like you know consent can change at any time i'm like no one fucking talks like that it's <laughs> like a walking psa yeah <laughs> i feel like runaways the show um the marvel mm-hmm. show also did that whether she was like constantly like spouting like little fun facts of feminism no one fucking talks like that Oh, and I think that's that's another issue that I have with call-out culture, or not call-out culture, but PC culture, is, like, people think that, like, you constantly have to remind that, like, this is what feminism is, and just so you guys know, like, don't forget this. Yeah. And it's like, dude, like, that's not, no one talks like that in the fucking real world. So do you think it's better when content has, like, underlinings of PC culture and it's not just in your face? Like, do you think it works better th- that way, where people can, you know, delve into it and <clears throat> interpret it? Well, I think there's the a way, way to handle to? it without being preachy. What's a show that or a movie that does that well? I think Dear White People handles it pretty well. Oh, okay. I think uh, even Atlanta. Atlanta has a, like, it deals with these kind of, like, harsh realities mm-hmm. of, like, being in Atlanta and it's kind of, like, homosexual. Like, not homosexual, but homophobic where this guy, <laughs> you saw that scene? Oh, in the prison? Yeah, in the prison. Yeah. And then he's just, like, like he's trans- like, you're gay. This trans girl, he's right? like, I'm not gay. And then, like, Donald Glover just kind of seems like, it's a spectrum, man. Like, that was, like, a very, like, it played for last, but it was also, like, a sincere... It's, it's reality, like, thing. yeah. That but I like, think there's yeah. ways to slip it in without mm-hmm. sounding, like... 
without the whole episode or the whole show just being yeah. focused on that. It just sticks out like a sore thumb yeah. where it's just like, we're putting in this just for clout. We're putting this in just so people know that we're woke. Mm-hmm. It's woke points. Yeah, the way that they, like, talking about it like that, how you're talking about it, is kind of how, like, nerds are portrayed, like, know-it-alls. Yes. You know, like, know-it-alls, but now it's not know-it-alls, like, in terms of, like, academic knowledge. Yeah. It's no- know-it-alls in terms of, like, wokeness. Like, it's like a walking feminist tumblr page yeah with like re constantly re retumbling re re blogging like a post about how whatever the fuck i'm out of i'm out of touch michelle i don't know what it's called michelle leave that in don't take that out people need to know all right so let's get into the i guess the ratings ish I feel like we talked more about the themes in the actual episode. Yeah, we know. I always take notes on like the scenes of the episodes. Why? I feel like we never go. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> I don't think you ever do. The show has evolved. The show has evolved. We talk about the <laughs> real stuff. Ever since the first time we recorded, like it didn't get into it at all. We wanted to get into like each scene. No, 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 no. I just write everything down just for like me. No, I don't. I don't take notes scenes. anymore. I just I have like a very bare bones structure now. It was a Roxanne Gay tweet. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> that, that was, was like funny. the only funny line. Well, we can talk about like the good things that we saw okay. in, the sh- in the show. Yeah, so Charm, this is a little fucked up, but the guy, <laughs> Harry. Harry, was hilarious. He, he, was. he made me laugh the most. <laughs> yeah, his Roxanne Gate tweet was pretty funny. Yeah, he was, what did he say? Well, he, he was trying to prove how much of a feminist he is. He's, he's like, like, I've, I've been, been published, published 12 times yeah. <laughs> and I've been retweeted by Roxanne Gay. Like, it's like, you have to scroll down because she's a very prolific Do you tweeter. think like just because you're a man, you should not have certain positions available to you is this about the show or is this in general in general because i mean i mean the show kind of scratches on that with harry and their mother mm-hmm. because their mother was obviously the teacher before of course she was a fucking women gender study like it just again it just felt like they were just they were like let's get a feminist consultant and <laughs> just write everything down we'll include everything you want yeah but I don't know. As for that question, do I think men should be allowed in that position? I think it's hard. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's possible, but I still think that there is. You can this... find other people who are just as qualified that yeah. don't fit that. Yeah, but I also think, so. I do think that like there, yeah, it, sh- it should kind of be allowed, but it, it there's also that question of validity, mm-hmm. like white person telling the story of like black people or Mexicans. Mm-hmm. There's always that question of validity. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's. It's possible, yeah, because that's how a lot of us who ever, like, when we started out our, our journey as, like, knowing our race, we learned it from white people. And then little by little, we started to learn it for ourselves. But learning it is different from, like, actually, you know, experiencing it. So do you think, like, someone who experiences it can all, like, be a better teacher than someone who just read about it? I mean, no, I think that te- good teachers are good teachers. Mm-hmm. But I think that it helps. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I'm not gonna. I used to be like, nah, like they have to be, <laughs> like if someone is teaching black studies, they have to be black. Mm-hmm. And no, excuse me, I used to be the other way. I used to be like anybody could teach it. But now I'm oh, kind of okay. like, I would hope that they are, but they don't have to be. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, they sh- should have a good resume mm-hmm. to prove that they know what they're talking about. Yeah, but I think the problem with that, or the terms, is like getting at was that. He's not just a women like women's studies professor. He's the department chair. Like he's like the one leading the department yeah. in women's studies. And I think that's mm-hmm. kind of laughable. Yeah. 
So the good things. <laughs> that the the joke, the Roxanne Gay joke. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Harry. That was it. That fucking show <sighs> sucked really bad. Yeah, it was pretty bad. What about with Sabrina? What was good about it? I think the world building was really yeah. great. Yeah, we've said that already. I think the the intro. Were you here earlier credits, when we said I wasn't. that? Stupid. Bitch. Worked out. Um, <laughs> I liked I liked the main girl, the Sally Draper. And you said she's from Mad Men, right? Yeah, Kieran, she was. Shipka. Yeah, I like her. She has like this like light, like lightness, bubbliness mm. to her. I think the characters are very. Like, they're likable enough so that you can yeah. be invested. Like, I want to know. I mean, Ambrose is really interesting to me. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, his backstory sounds really interesting. But he's a really cool character that they included in the mm-hmm. in the show. Yeah. Yeah, he was probably, like, the coolest character. Yeah. I thought so, too. And then Suspiria, like, the whole movie was great, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The edits were probably the... Oh, yeah. The they music was good. It's, the it's a weird great. fucking movie, dude. It's really strange. Worth the watch. I definitely think so. Better than Hereditary? I don't it's know. Different. It's different. Hereditary, I think, is it's, more like you'll like him. You you'll like Hereditary. It's more a spirit it's like, like a, Black Swan meets like a culty kind of witchy vibe. Kind. It's like Black, Black Swan, Swan meets, meets Hereditary. Hereditary meets mm. like so, like Nymphomaniac. Yeah. I think uh-huh. the edits and the, have you watched them? I've seen scenes. It definitely reminds me of a Lars von Trier movie. Jesus. Like it's kind of like very. Like, the movie's intense. There's a lot of like nudity. There's mm. a lot of like violence. Violence, blood. How's Tilda? Gore. She's great. Yeah. She's always great though. Except <laughs> she's when a she plays... Except when she plays Asian characters. <laughs> you want to say your favorite? She okay. couldn't chameleon her way into that, huh? Yeah, she couldn't. She needs to try again. <laughs> but that movie was horrible. Doctor Strange was not good. I hated that. Benedict movie. was great though. He was alright. Right. I just thought I the thought movie was, was kind of boring. Why was Rachel McAdams in it? It was <laughs> just so uninspired. I hated his character at some point in the movie though. When it he's was, acting it was like an super asshole. Super boring to me. It was. I fell asleep. <laughs> she <laughs> did. Theaters, she was fucking was snoring, snoring, dude. Are you serious? She was straight up snoring. Uh, how dude, strange. When I watched Annihilation, <laughs> I was like, ah, like I fell, my head fell back, and then I catch myself. Yeah. But Annihilation's slow, too. And yeah. then it picks but I love Annihilation. Yeah. Well, it's another movie of, like, it's very sci-fi like, yeah. and, like, women yeah. empowerment. It is. I mean, this year yeah. has a lot of, like, women in positions of power. Or, like, powerful women. So, let's just do, like, a quick... What would you give Charm? What would you get Sabrina? And then you and I can do Suspiria. Uh, Charms? A 2.5? Mm-hmm. Out of five, right? Out of five. Broken TVs. It was entertaining. Maybe, maybe a three. It was entertaining enough. You like enough. bad TV, though. Yeah, <laughs> I like. I'm like. I really like bad TV. She really does. But I can admit that it's bad TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, like, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Me and Tonsils are still watching Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh-huh. do it. And then I say Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Sabrina was a, a three point five. Okay. Ew, you gave Charms a 3 and Sabrina a 3.5? No, she said 2.5. Oh. 2.5. 2.5, maybe 3 for Charmed. Really? It was entertaining. What the fuck? Sabrina, 3.5. Mm-hmm. Suspiria. And Suspiria, a 4. Okay. Gabby? Um, I'll give Charmed, like, 1 star. Okay, I like that. Uh, Sabrina? Hell yeah. I mean, I, I really like the graphic novel, but... So, 
I'm hoping it leans more towards that direction. But did you like the first episode? It felt very long to me. Yeah, it felt so very long. I felt like they could have split that episode into yeah, more yeah. parts, and I don't think it had to be that long. They could have shaved off. Yeah, it felt it. really long for me. So like, the first episode to me was a little too long, but um, maybe like a three. Okay. For Sabrina. Yeah, I actually like Sabrina the first episode. I I'd agree. I think I give it like a three point five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charm one, Suspiria four point five. I think. I really liked it. I, the music, the fucking soundtrack was really good. Mm. Tom York, the guy from Radiohead, he did the soundtrack. I think the editing was the biggest thing yeah. for me. It was so weird. And then the dancing was like super, like mesmerizing and like electric. Were they mm. shuffling? Yeah, they were. Mm. They were doing the shoe dance, <laughs> the nay nay. Yeah. Anyway, I think Charmed. I think no, I, I don't think it's gotten picked up. It did. Too. Did it really? Mm-hmm. I went on IMDb and the ratings are horrible. Sabrina already has two. Sabrina has, has two season seasons already too. And then Suspiria, I don't know if it has to get a new season. <laughs> well, there's supposed to be three movies. It's supposed to be a trilogy. Yeah. I don't know if there are going to be two more movies. Yeah. All right. So how long do you think Chime should last? Should last yeah. or will last? Should. Uh, it'll probably. I. I think shows should just be three seasons. Like, all shows should be three seasons. Okay. Yeah, you always say that. <laughs> Sabrina? Sabrina. It could probably go on for five, maybe. But it's a short, it's a, it's a graphic novel. And they've only written, there's there's only one. Like, they stopped writing the comics. Yeah. It's been, like, over years oh. since they've written It's been a hit, anything. though. People really yeah, like it. Yeah, it's amazing. I think in just no, 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 terms no, like of, like, the really world like building, the oh. like, in terms of world building, I think it because it built such a intricate world in the first episode, mm-hmm. I think it could go on and then, longer. And then the Archie... The possibility of the crossover, yeah. yeah. So that I think it can go sense. on for a while. Yeah, yeah, I see Charmed going on... Maybe like three or four seasons, if it doesn't get cancelled after the second. The original one for like eight, right? Or seven? Seven? Wasn't it just five? I think it was seven. And uh-huh. then Sabrina, I see like five seasons i feel like they really? do five yeah i feel like netflix hasn't they don't really do long i feel like orange is the new black is on like the eight yeah but that's that like was like yeah their flagship programming but house of cards what fifth yeah but this is their last season yeah which i haven't watched yet i should watch we will watch uh charmed eight seasons, eight seasons. Jesus. charmed i hope it gets canceled <laughs> uh sabrina I'd, I'd probably say like two seasons they'll stick with two seasons it seems kind of like a finite story mm. what the fuck was up with like the hogwarts shit the school that? the yeah. mean girls from the school and stuff yeah. i don't know they don't even explore them there was a lot that. of tribalism too but that's another thing <laughs> i miss i miss like the original sabrina like the with melissa girl, melissa john hart like it was so campy like, i like i loved it so harvey much. was way cuter he's so cute and the, he was this such one a like so... mouth breather though yeah he was Ambrose is the cuter one in the series. Yeah. Anyway, well, that was it. Well, thank you for listening. Give us a five star on iTunes, please. Or on your favorite podcast advisory. 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 Oh, wow. Anyway, (laughs) bye. (laughs) Sign off. Bye. Bye. Okay, three, two, one.